Hey everyone, welcome to another Rubber Band Gaming, and we are sticking with the, the E3 specials. Um, for now, it's still going on, and we've already had our first show of the conference, and that was EA. Um, I believe this is EA Play, it's called now, and um, we had that on Saturday evening. Um, now I watch this with none other than James Hobbs, who's with me today. Hello, James. Hello. Hello. So, I guess we'll just crack on straight into it. Um, before, the, you know, before the conference, we were kind of thinking... You know, we'll get the kind of standard hitters, which we which we did, which we'll get onto later. We did have some predictions, which didn't quite come in. There wasn't that much that kind of came in, but we'll talk about that a bit later. But for now, we'll just um, just crack on. I mean, before before we do that, how did you feel just before the conference? Were you feeling like there was coming? What did you feel like it was going to? Is it like where do you kind of rank it among the among all of the others? I think EA is the the one that always seems disappointing. I, I've got to be honest. I mean, I know I shouldn't be expecting too much from EA, but when you've got the likes of uh, Battlefield, Star Wars, Mass Effect, all those sort of franchises behind you, EA always seems to be the one that sort of comes out and, on a, and just walks out on a limp sort of foot and goes, hi, we've got some games for you, but with a Swedish accent. Mm. And uh, that's, that's unfortunately, I think, what we've got here. <laughs> yeah, well, well, then we'll, we'll crack onto it, and then we'll kind of, I guess, rate it when we've when we finish and see yeah. what we felt like and what we felt could could and possibly should have been there. Um, but for now, we'll, we'll crack on with what they did show. First of all, they 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 brought Battlefield Five out. Well, some of it. We'll get onto that in a second. Um, and they've given us a battle by there. Sorry, a battle royale mode. Um, now, for those of you who've been living under a rock and aren't sure what battle royale is, Hobbs, do you want to? give the listeners a, a heads up in case no one knows what it is there's loads of you you start with nothing and then you end basically with loads of stuff and only one person wins so i guess it made, made popular virtually, by yeah. the 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 kind of juggernauts um of recent gaming times which have been Fortnite and um pubg and it seems like a lot of games are going to try and jump on that bandwagon battlefield 5 here is is not really an exception um mm. and obviously Hobbs, we were kind of thinking well you know, it it's one of those games where Battlefield Five's always had a massive kind of map and a lot of players, so you could kind of imagine it. I think you said at the time it it might make more sense if you're going to do it in a game, doing it in here rather than Call of Duty. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to be honest, it, it feels basically when when Call of Duty did it, I actually said at the time that it make would make more sense if Battlefield was doing it. And now that Battlefield are, I kind of think to myself, what are Call of Duty going to do? Because they're not used to that whole huge map like the Battlefield guys are. You know, people at DICE, you know, they've been doing it for a number of years now. They've got their shit basically sorted. So I think potentially uh, if Battlefield 5 obviously does have one, it ships with the actual game, I think it could wipe the floor about uh, Black Ops 4s. And and also, obviously, that's not going to be just the the main thing. They haven't given us just a battle royale game in the in, in kind of the vein Thankfully. of battlefield. Um, <laughs> they they are going to have a compa- a campaign as well. Um, you'd imagine it will have normal kind of multiplayer. They have as well. Um, Nordley's War Story is what they're going to call it. Their single player mm. story mode or part of it. Um, it was shown, but we only got a teaser because James have told us that you know you've got to wait for Microsoft's conference and we're going to kind of reveal all then. How what did you think of that? That they kind of didn't use the time they had. On, in their own kind of conference to do this I mean we'll touch on it later when uh, we talk about what, how much time seemed to be wasted on certain things that they probably could have shown off really quickly and they probably could have shown this uh, Norley's War story in the actual show but have decided to throw it over to Microsoft tomorrow they've, they've 
got a good relationship with Microsoft, and I guess Microsoft wanted to keep that going, but I kind of feel disappointed that we got so much filler in here uh, in the last in EA's conference last night, and we're going to have at least pff, eight minutes worth of Battlefield Five again tomorrow night. So I just feel it could have been shown last night rather than waste Xbox's time, really. Yeah, I mean that's it. I think we we sort of said in the preview show about Microsoft saying you know they've got out of everyone's conference they they're the ones who've got kind of a lot to lose, a lot to prove almost as well, um, and it kind of. Already, you know, I think you said there's probably going to be a good maybe like 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of probably yeah. Battlefield um, kind of in there where we already know it's coming. It's it's a bit kind of, oh, OK, all right, well, that's fine. But I'd probably understand more if it was a um, if it was just exclusive to Xbox, this game, but it's not. So it's a little bit kind of, yeah. OK, I understand. But I guess we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see during the Microsoft conference. Yep. Um, the other thing is, as well, is the fact that now that they've explained that there's not going to be any premium passes uh, for the game, and there's not going to be any loot boxes for the game, you have to think of, back in the day, when they were doing exclusive stuff for games like this, that maybe it made sense to have these guys on your show, but... I, it doesn't seem to make sense anymore. I'll say though quickly that Microsoft um, did a rehearsal last night, and apparently they've got 15 world premiere exclusives for their show. Just a quick aside, just so we do have something good to look forward to in theirs, hopefully. Interesting. We'll have to see how that goes later on. Um, sort of barreling along with, with EA, um, the next game they bought out was FIFA 19. No surprises mm-hmm. there that that was going to come out. And this one, really, the big pull of this one was the, the Champions League. Um, now, obviously, we, we kind of mentioned it before. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer used to have the rights to the Champions League. Now, FIFA has it. That was their big thing this year. They came on the trophy, was on the stage. They were talking a lot about it. They, have a, they had a great rendition of the Champions League theme. With a big, a, sweaty guy talking a, about it. <laughs> and a Hans Zimmer. I think it was Hans Zimmer as well who kind of helped on the theme tune. So it was very interesting. Mm. Um, and I guess, Hobbs, that, that's going to be their big thing this year, is having that Champions League. And, and that trailer that they showed with, with Ronaldo... Neymar and kind of other players as well. That that's going to be their main thing this year. Going, look at us. We've got the Champions League. We're going to push this big time. Lee has got the Champions League and Liverpool haven't, unfortunately. Oh well. Um, yeah, it is going to be one of their big things, to be honest. Uh, they've been out without it for about a decade now since Pro Evolution Soccer took over the rights um, and paid a lot of money for those rights as well. And I, th- I remember back in the day when EA actually said that they didn't feel that it was worth it. But obviously, they've changed their tune as of recent times. But yeah, they've, they said it's going to be across all modes. Uh, I can just imagine what it's going to be like, because uh, they did say it's going to be an ultimate team as well. So maybe you'll have a separate ultimate team uh, mode, kind of like what you've got with uh, the World Cup mode at the time. Or maybe you just got like Champions League of the Week team. Like They have Team of the Week players for the Premier League or things like that. Maybe you'll have Champions League of the Week players as well. Who knows? It's going to be a very interesting, um, very interesting thing to see how they how they play that one out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you're kind of listening now, um, obviously the day we're recording, I just give you a sort of peek behind the curtains is the the tenth of June. Um, and as of now, at this moment, I'm not sure for how long, but there's a trial of FIFA. So if you want to try it out, if you haven't, the World Cup modes on there as well. It's FIFA Aces. Um, they've said as well you can download it now you can play the whole game for how long I'm not sure um, I don't know how long that's going to be 
Um, I'm sure more details will be sort of given for that. But yeah, if you want to try it, it's it's great. Obviously, the World Cup mode's on there as well, so you can give that a go. Um, obviously, then for PC players, we we don't really talk about PC too much on this show. With you know me and Hobbs not really being um, PC players, but EA have announced Origin Access Premier. Um, now, Hobbs, what what is Origin Access Premier? What does it mean for for these um, PC gamers who who have this service? Well, Origin Access, for instance, is just a standard sort of version of EA Access, but for PC players, with this change, uh, and obviously at a probably higher cost than what you'd get normally, uh, EA Origin Access is going uh, Premier is going to allow you to have brand new games uh, when they come out come straight to access so you can download them straight away on launch day. It reminds me very similar of what uh, Xbox Game Pass is, um, but this, um, as you correctly pointed out, uh, unlike Game Pass where you can download the games, this will literally be a case of being able to stream the games uh, as as and when you want to play them. So um, it's a decent service. Apparently, I mean, we don't have the English prices uh, here, but apparently it's going to be $15 a month which I'm guessing is around about 10 to 12 pounds, or you can pay a hundred dollars per year. But if you're going to get the new games, you know, even you know, the likes of Battlefield five is going to be out on it and Anthem, which we'll talk about later is going to be on it. And they're going to be available as they come out. I think it could be a very good service, but then again, PC players do like to pay the bare minimum for their games. As far as I've been told, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting to see, see kind of how that goes because, Obviously, in in the day and age we have with Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, services like that, you know, video games and everyone else could be moving more in towards these services. I know um, the Xbox Game Pass and the PlayStation, I always forget what it's called. The um, PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. Um, that's a streaming service. Xbox isn't, that's a download, but they are um, pay-monthly services mm. where, you know, you, you pay a certain amount a month, you can play these games Obviously, EA are getting onto this now. Um, they've had the the Origin out for a little while as well. Origin Access, or sorry, Access, EA Access for kind of Xbox as well. Um, so it is really going to be interesting to see how you know how the future of video games kind of goes with these um, with these kind of Netflix models of kind of like you know you pay a subscription and you have access to these games. It's going to be very interesting, I think, to see how that goes. Um, then obviously we had a little break then, and we thought you know. Uh, we we talked about Star Wars um, during the show, uh, the preview show, and we sort of thought, oh, you know, they've got their new game. Will they say anything? Maybe they won't. They did, but it was very um, kind of low-key, I would say. They they spoke to Vince Sampella, who was in the audience, and they were saying, look, can you tell us everything? He said, okay, all right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a few things. The game's going to be called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, now, they're saying... It's set during the dark times when the Jedi were hunted. I think he says that puts it between Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and um, Episode 4, A New Hope. And that's all I kind of really gave us, James, apart from maybe a release of near the end of next year. I mean, knowing knowing what the name is and kind of knowing the setting, do you think that's... Are you happy with that information? Or would have you liked it a little bit more? Or what, what did you think? Um, I'm more than happy, basically, with um, the news that Vincent Pelego is. It's not... It, uh, these are not the droids you're looking for, apparently, because we were not actually looking to seeing this game at the conference. We were probably hoping to see what may have been the fate of um, the other Star Wars game headed up by Amy Hennig. 
but it's great to see that we do have a game from the guys for, who created Titanfall, who made an excellent single-player campaign for Titanfall 2. So you know that they are good at this stuff. I mean, Respawn or the made-up of the people basically did all the really good Modern Warfare stories as well. So you know they're going to be able to create a good story. The timing, the setting of the game is absolutely superb. I will. I love all the fact, basically, that any game, any movie as well, that wants to fill in those 20-odd to 30-odd years between Episode 3 and Episode 4, and the fact that you have this whole, the Jedi on the run basically being hunted, and you've got the fact that you may see the Emperor sending out the likes of Darth Vader or other potential sifts that you may um come across i think it's a very great setting it's a very uh, it sounds like a very good game and i i do believe that respawn will give us the goods i really do so it's very exciting if you are a star wars fan and if you are a star wars fan also they have announced um battlefront to clone wars content um so obviously that's they they had a guy who came on um and he basically said First of all, he was very apologetic. He was like, "Look, I know we messed up the game." Blah, he was blah, a blah. weird-looking guy. He as was well. a bit, wasn't he? Um, but we 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 won't Swedish. grade him on that. Hurdy gurdy gurdy. <laughs> he said um, he was obviously very, you know, saying, "Look, we we got it wrong with Battlefront Two. We, well, we know you did um, very much so." And also, he kind of said, "You know, we we've done some certain things when they keep adding stuff to it." Um, he mentioned obviously the um solo a star wars story that um update i think is coming out next week is it i think uh yes or it is yeah next week yeah it's so good they it they, good sh- they showed a bit of that um obviously you're on the planet kessel which features in the film some of the characters are from that film as well are in there so you get to play as them looks good fun um but they also said you know clone wars it's something that everyone's been asking for um it's one area they haven't got into so that includes obviously your, your clone troopers things like that you'll still have the droids you play as but then they mentioned the um the characters who, who you can play as now i remember i remember um <laughs> two of them no three of them i remember general grievous and um you count dooku. count dooku as the the kind of evil characters the villains and obi-wan kenobi oh and it was anakin anakin skywalker as well yeah yeah so those two well four are going to be kind of playable characters they hinted at which is going to be cool um so yeah hobbs what do you think about the the battlefront 2 stuff and has that kind of restored some of your faith or do you still think you know a bit a bit um kind of a bit of a sour taste still for you or are you kind of happy with all the stuff that's coming from them I think that they came across as people who realised they fucked up. <laughs> and they they kind of went, oh shit, we tried basically screwing people over, we obviously didn't get away with that, so let's basically, you know, tuck our tail between our legs, basically. And they, they, they're doing well, I reckon. To be honest, Star Wars Battlefront 2, when we first had that announced at last year's E3 show, and they said that all content, future content, was going to be free, we all jumped for joy. Uh, they sodded everything up basically with the, the whole loot box controversy, but you can't deny that the content that they're giving you is quality content. It really is, and to keep it going is brilliant. It's, it's, as we said in the preview shows, that a lot of the um, live services aspect of gaming these days, and this is one of them. It keeps giving content. You can keep going back and playing it, and I like the fact that they're going to be bringing the Clone Wars to this because although the movie was shit. 
it was. Um, the actual concept uh, of it and the actual timing and error of it is actually really good. You've got all these great Jedi's basically to play as. Uh, you've got all these great villains to play as in the, in the Sith sort of side of things. And, of course, you've got all the Clone War generals and whatnot. It's, it'll be very good. I, I, I really look forward to seeing what they can do with that. So when that does come out, we'll certainly let you guys know on the podcast how it is. We'll keep our eyes out for um, some more Star Wars news. I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Star Wars at this conference as well. I'm sure there'll be some other tidbits here and there. Um, Unravel 2 has been revealed. Um, Now that kind of had a a brief gameplay demo. And James, it looks like a completely different game. looks like they've changed it up completely. Yeah, it's great to see that nervous guy came out to talk to us about Unravel 2, which you kept calling Yarn, which is great. Um, kind of got it right. It was Yanni, the guy who was actually the one you play as, so that was brilliant. But they, yeah, they got uh, a co-op aspect to um, Unraveled this time round, um, and of course we got to see a lengthy gameplay of two Yarnis running away from this gobbledygook turkey. Um, it was fun. It's fun. It looks like it could be a very interesting game to play um, with a co-op partner. I think EA based on the fact that they had a way out last year. Maybe they think that co-op is uh, and getting two people involved into a game and being able to enjoy it with somebody else is the way to go. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a very good-looking game. and I, 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 Well, I, I, look, I say I look forward to playing it, but as you're probably going to tell everyone, we've got some great news. We have. We've had our very first... And it's available now um, of the conference, which is great. I love those moments when they go, yeah, look at this. Oh, and by the way, you can download it right now. I love those moments, and we've had our first one of the conference. Um, I haven't actually had a look at the store yet to see kind of how much it is or, or anything else like that. But I'd say about 15 quid. Yeah, but if, if you were a fan of the first game um, and you and you want to go for that, um, yeah, you know, it's available now. You can play it. So that's great. I love that stuff. I love when they go... This is available now, and hopefully um, we'll have some more of those um, announcements uh, during the show as well. Maybe some from uh, Microsoft on our next show, or Sony, Nintendo, who knows. Um, oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, Last of Us 2 is available now! Fuck! <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? Uh, we had a game which... We had Tell you a, what, if they, if they said that, there would be no more of these bloody preview shows being recorded because I'd be too busy playing The Last of Us 2. We, yeah, we would. <laughs> oh no, the show's cancelled again. <laughs> Six months hiatus. Yeah, again. We we had um, a lady come out and um, she talks about this game called Sea of Solitude, which is coming. My God, in. she was nervous. She was very nervous. She was kind of. I, I do like. There's something quite endearing, I think, sometimes about the, these developers who who've worked so hard on our game and they're just so excited to kind of share it with the world and they kind of... They get forced up on stage they, to shit themselves. <laughs> yeah, they get a bit nervous, basically. But I think, I think sometimes that's better than just hiring, um, let's say, Kiefer Sutherland or something like that. Do you remember when he did the... Um, what was it? He did the Metal Gear stuff yeah. a little while ago and obviously they, they bring actors in. Ubisoft does... Um, I can't remember her name, but she does... Um, Aisha Taylor. Aisha Taylor, yeah. And she I, I love her. Yeah, I'm love her. it's fine. I'm not saying, you know, she's not very good, but I'm just saying it is a nice change to see the actual developers kind of speak about their, oh, yeah. own, their own kind of babies, if you want. So it is quite interesting to see. But this game itself, it, it looks like a kind of um, exploration-focused adventure game set in a submerged city. Um, now, 
this looks to be kind of I played a game called Submerged you can get it on the store I wouldn't recommend it it's a bit it's not very good you can complete it very easily but the, the kind of concept is you're in this submerged place um, buildings are kind of underwater you you go around you and it's so it look for me straight away I thought oh it looks like that because you see the character main character kind of looks like they have some curse they're not quite human and they have to kind of go around this cityscape and it kind of looks a bit trippy and actually in some places james looks a bit looks a bit creepy and scary yeah i don't think this is up in your street really to be honest matt it looks all right basically at the beginning when it was all sort of like colorful and all floaty sort of like boat in the middle of nowhere so oh this is nice and then all of a sudden you start getting this scary bit running around (laughs) it looked like a really good game i actually really look forward to playing this next year and um i think it looks very interesting i i can't wait to play it so yeah, you'll be able to to get to get um, a kind of look at that and play it in early 2019. Um, so kind of we, we we said we expect this from the show. We get them every year. Um, we'll lump them kind of together. I apologise, fans of the sports. Um, they're they're not ones that we often not what sorry that we don't watch often or kind of play the game often. So we'll kind of lump them together in this one. Um, they'll discuss them. Um, a little bit, but obviously they they've announced NBA Live 19 and Madden NFL 19. Um, James, this wasn't really a surprise to anyone. Um, of course, they kind of announced some things like um, a career mode. They announced an NBA Live 18 for for the NBA game, and um, there was quite a strong presence for um, for esports as well during these things. A lot of kind of competitive um, discussions and saying that there's going to be events and things like that. I mean, aside from you know, because like I said, we don't really play the games too much. They they look as good as you'd expect them to look for an EA sports game. Um, but in terms of the the kind of focus on the esports and things like that, how how did you feel about that, and how did that kind of go down when you were watching this? Just I want to say well done to EA for giving us our first cringeworthy moment of the actual conference because the whole esports thing of this story of, of, of some kid, so I've never heard of. Basically playing, you know, Madden and they go, oh, I broke my arm and, you know, I learned how to play Madden after that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no one cares. No one cares about this stuff. No one cares, basically, that he went through all this stuff to get, you know, he kept losing and then eventually he became the Madden 18 champion. And then no one cared that he brought out his championship belt when he came out. No one cares we care about the games about these at these conferences and, and and not these people well done basically for nba live the actual my squad trailer um looked very interesting there's a lot of customization going on in there and of course the man nfl 19 uh reveal trailer that also I mean i don't play the game personally but it did look very interesting and of course as far as i'm aware there's going to be some sort of uh a story aspect akin to the journey in that so yeah i mean for fans of the games perfect but god dear god please stop basically forcing these esports shit into our in our conferences please well there is uh james hobbs not pulling any any punches <laughs> there at all um and i'm sure the punches will carry on with this next announcement command and conquer rivals command and conquer's back um, but not in the same way you might expect. Command and Conquer mm. Rivals has been revealed for iOS and Android. It's a mobile game, James, and it's it looks like a kind of. When I was watching, I thought, oh, that looks interesting because obviously you don't get the whole massive landscapes that you do in the old Command and Conquer games. It looks like it it can be relatively simple to play. Um, I was watching this with you. 
you were not very happy at all. I think that could be an understatement. Um, so take us through how how you were feeling and and why it was kind of a um, a bad thing for you. Well, let's put it this way. Years and years and years ago, back in one of the E3 conferences, um, they came out and they announced that they were going to be making Command & Conquer Generals 2. Then, and everyone was, it was happy. You know, it was PC-based. It was going to be obviously really great. And it disappeared. They announced it wasn't going to be happening and that they would be focusing on trying to make a Command & Conquer sort of mobile game. I thought, well, it's not happened for ages, so it probably was not going to happen. Unfortunately, it's happened. You know, it came out as soon as it showed up on the screen last screen last night. And it said, "Oh, we're going to have some mobile gameplay, and we're going to have these shoutcasters talk about it." Again, enough with the shoutcasters. We don't need them unless you watch esports. If you watch esports, more power to you. But we don't need them at the conference. Now, they had them on here, and as soon as you saw it up on the screen, I knew exactly what it was because it's got an indistinguishable style to Command & Conquer games. It was more cartoony than what it has been in the past, but I was not impressed at all, not one single bit. It was boring, it was simplistic, it's mobile. Nobody wants that, no one. What we want is we want full-on, standard, you know, RTS version uh, uh, on PC, uh, of the original Command & Conquer games. You want to give us normal Command & Conquer? Fine. You want to give us basically um, Red Alert games? Fine. You want to give us Generals? Fine. Any one of those three would have been perfect. You want to put it onto PC consoles? Fine. Sod the mobile shit. They don't belong at E3, E3 To in, in all honesty. I don't think they do. They should have their own conference. This was a total travesty. It was a waste of time. They spent more time, I think, on this than I think they did possibly on any other section bar maybe anthem at the end waste of time okay i mean let me play devil's advocate i'm i'm not the biggest mobile gamer or in fact the biggest esports fan um but i mean these are things that have been kind of growing and growing and growing over the over the years um i'd say mobile gaming hit a little bit of a lull i mean it was probably bigger than it than it is than it is now kind of thing um, but obviously, esports is something that is absolutely exploding um, in terms of that. So, do you think that's the result? I know we aren't into our esports as much as other people might be, but do you think these these kind of shoutcasters, these esports style things, um, do you think that is a result of that? And more kind of people who are watching e3, that's the kind of demographic they're looking at now um, in in terms of that. And do you think that's why we're kind of seeing more of that? I think there obviously will be some more of that as well during during the, the conference and do you think that's possibly why they're starting to to kind of look that way i think then they basically have got the wrong demographic because i cannot envision playstation nintendo microsoft possibly even ubisoft and definitely not square enix basically having um esports things like that on their conferences i know there's a lot uh, esports is a a big thing and a lot of people obviously watch the likes of Overwatch, and you've got um, um, League you of know Legends, and, and, League of Legends like and things like that. I know that it's a big thing, but at a conference such as this, you people would have rather had seen five minutes worth of Madden story gameplay or in-game play. You know, tell me what the changes are. Don't show me some guy's battle to try and get a championship over the last year, because you people don't care 
we came we we watched these pre, these E3 shows in order to find out what games are out, what changes you made to our games. That's what people come for. I can bet you anyone because I was when I was watching that and I was listening to the crowd. It was the most deadest part of the whole thing. The whole thing. No one cared. They just wanted them off the stage. So no, I I, I find that esports basically has no place at E3. It's for game announcements, not celebrating people basically who don't get proper jobs. Interesting, interesting views there from James. <laughs> Again, uh, no no punches pulled there. If um, you are listening and you 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 don't feel the same, feel free to kind of let us know. Um, Saw esports because as as I kind of feel, it is a part that is growing bigger. Obviously, we we aren't into it as much, but certainly we we would like to hear from you if it's something that that you feel is a big part and you're kind of um, happy with that. So if if you know you do listen to it and you you like that kind of stuff then let's know that's that's kind of what the shows uh they're here for the differing views we have so get in touch with us if you do um also the last um thing we which we expected really this was always going to be the big thing from ea james it's um it's anthem and they've given us a release date yep. february 22nd next year 2019 and um, I think you said at Ripped. the time that Ripped, day's gone. There you go, day's gone, kind of falls <laughs> in between there. Um, so they gave us a new cinematic trailer and um, some quite lengthy gameplay, which in the, the preview show is what I, I kind of wanted. Um, I really wanted to see a bit more of the gameplay, what it was about, what your kind of um, your motivations were when playing the game, things like that. And there was a lot of good stuff in there, James. I felt like they ended this conference well with the with the anthem content that they had yeah i mean it opened with a great uh, cinematic trailer which had a amazingly word version of muse's uprising uh and it looked phenomenal i thought maybe that's all we're gonna get but no no they sat down they had they talked to the developers uh, and the story writers about the, all the stuff that you can look forward to the customizable um you know what i've forgotten what the, the javelin exosuits that's it you customizable javelin exosuits that you can have and how you can make it look your own the fact that you go into first person mode when you go into cutscenes and things like that so you can in, interact and try and get emotionally involved with the story but the actual gameplay when you're out in your exosuit looks brilliant it really does it looks gorgeous it looks fast and frantic and also i love the fact that you don't have this stupid thing which they have in games these days when you're you have a jetpack or something and you can only use it a limited time no in this game you're constantly using it and then flying around and it just allows you to be able to explore the environments whether you're on land or when you're in through uh, the caverns basically and, and then going in underground into uh, the sea it looks absolutely fantastic and i can't wait to play this and the fact that they put this out on the same day uh, as another major title in days gone um for which is a playstation exclusive of course this is obviously on everything um i think it shows that they're so confident in the game and in the IP that they're willing to go up against somebody else. Because they, they, they've gone and announced their IP, uh, sorry, the, the release date a few days ago. So Anthem could have come across and go, oh, shit, we better move it away about a week or so to try and avoid not getting as many sales. No, they're putting it down and they know people are excited for this and they're putting it down out the same day and go, bring it on, day's gone, we'll wipe the floor with you. 
it will be really interesting to see and obviously all, all that gameplay does look great um, I'm glad they showed a lot of it off you should definitely um, watch it if you have the time to it kind of just reminds me of a an Iron Man um, Destiny kind of game um, mm. mixed with uh, what was the game I said the um, the post-apocalyptic New York um, division. Um, division, yeah, kind of like that, but just sort of fun to get around. I also um, got a feeling a little bit of the old classic Lost Planet games as well with it. It's sort of like the second one, where it's more jungle esque. Uh, that kind of came across to me. Um, probably not to you. I don't know if you've ever played it, but no, I had a, a little bit of feeling of a cross of games. Maybe a little bit of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. It does, and that, that's something that I kind of thought as well. That although what we're looking at looks great, I'm wondering how much of the obviously i know because it's post post apocalyptic um you know how much of the world will be kind of just nice to look at empty kind of stuff i'm hoping there's a lot to kind of do in there there's a lot of collectibles um things to do side side things you can kind of do i hope it's not just kind of like this is all just for going from place to place do you know what i mean there's, there's kind of just oh, like, yeah. like resources and things like that that's something that will come out the good um, thing is, later, I'm sure. The good thing is they said that it's also a never-changing game, so there's going to be things that happen in your game that will change the state of the world. That will be different to where my game is is um, panning out. So when I go into to your game, for instance, it won't look exactly like my game as well. So it's got this ever-changing world, which is going to make things very interesting. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. The other, the other bit of news that they gave us as well is that Anthem's not going to have loot boxes, no pay-to-win feature. Um, the only thing it looks like you'll be able to pay for is cosmetic items um, for your um, for your exosuits, javelin exosuits. But then they've said, you know, you pay, you you basically pay for what you see. Um, so you, presumably, you go into a store, you go, oh, I like that that blue um, decal or, or whatever it is, and you they charge however much you buy it you're done that's kind of sounds to me what it's like and that kind of is quite good to hear Hobbs because you know after I mean I think a lot of these games as well they uh, they all said like oh yeah don't worry no loot boxes because of the the controversy with Battlefront 2 I think we're going to get a lot of that with a lot of people going don't worry we're not going to have loot boxes we're going to give you this stuff for free I think a lot of developers might do the same thing but it is good news isn't it Yes, definitely. It's, it's really glad to hear. They did finish off the show uh, as well, saying in a roundabout way that they were sorry for the whole loot box controversy and the whole um, pay-to-win aspect, basically, that Star Wars felt like it had. And that is good, because I see it in a lot of games these days, and this is why I brought up the whole mobile gaming aspect of things a little bit earlier, is the fact that Mobile games have made a bad influence on proper, like, full AAA budget titles. The fact that people think that they can throw in the likes of points for stuff that will help you through the game. And I don't agree with it. I think um, we're going, the, the, the publishers were going down a bad route, basically, to, to these monetization products that they were coming out with and unfortunately i think games have spoken up and i think they're finally realizing that we won't take their bullshit yeah exactly um it's it's very well said um and yeah that was that was kind of the end um that was ea's press conference um and hobbs before we kind of go on to kind of grade it and how we kind of felt it did um what were some of the things 
that we we discussed that we thought could have been in there that didn't make it? And do you think there are any kind of missed opportunities? Yeah, I mean, we thought, to be honest, uh, I think the only thing we missed out on was the fact that Sims 4 DLC didn't make it to the show, which is is actually very surprising. I mean, maybe they have got something in the works, but maybe they didn't feel that they could squeeze it into the show somehow. Um, So that was really the only thing we thought um, may have been uh, as a dead sir. As for the, the guesses that we had, um, we were looking at possible a speed or a burn it, neither of those showed up. Um, we didn't hear anything, like I said, about the um, visceral uh, or ex-visceral uh, Star Wars game uh, that Amy Hennig was handing up. But I, I suppose that's possibly um, obvious because they're in a state of changing that game probably vastly uh, to make it more possibly like Anthem to be fair, as we've said before. Uh, so maybe that was a case of not surprising not to see it there. Um, I think we were on a case of maybe the likes of Plants vs. Zombies may have had a show. If they were going to show a mobile game, I would have thought they would possibly have shown a, a Plants vs. Zombies 3. I think a, a quick video of that may have actually been better than the whole 10 minutes they gave to Command & Conquer Rifles, to be fair. Um, but I believe uh, that may have been uh, all she wrote for that because EA's show, um, I, I, we did come up with one with ourselves that we didn't actually say in the show, but afterwards we were kicking ourselves, um, which is Titanfall 3. But then I think when we watched the show and Respawn uh, came up, well, Vince from Pan- Pella basically was talking about the new Star Wars game, and we kind of felt maybe they've got their hands full with Star Wars to give us a Titanfall 3, so maybe that's not um, that's not down the road just yet. Maybe that's in the works, but it will be maybe announced next year's show. But that's about it, really. Yeah, um, so yeah, that, that, that could have been what we could have seen. Uh, maybe it wasn't to be in the end. Um, and now on to looking into how, how we felt about the show, and I think I remember saying to you when it finished, I said, that felt to me like par for the course basically it felt passable it didn't feel like it was too like bad um it didn't really disappoint me too much but it didn't really fill me with too much excitement um and and i think you you felt similar yeah definitely um you always want to go into an e3 conference with this uh great hope that you're going to see all these amazing announcements you're going to get surprises galore and i think with ea it was a case of meh you've done all right um it was run of the mill nothing came out of the blue that you weren't expecting um apart from of course command and conquer rivals which um that, that basically can is gutter trash uh they can forget about that uh but yeah i think maybe we were hoping for an i an old ip um to be resurrected like a dead space something like that or maybe a new sports franchise like we again that was what was something else we said about they they didn't um it, it was rumored that a new sports franchise uh would be or an old ex franchise would be coming back like skate four or maybe another fight night but that didn't turn up so yeah on on on, on the face of things after the fact basically of watching it did anthem look great yes it did did battlefield 5 look great yes it did and you had these highs and you had these shocks, basically, of Unravel 2 basically getting announced and being released straight away. But then you had the lows, where it was just like, eh, you know, the whole esports thing got me down. The whole mobile thing, 
you know, it seemed very anticlimactic until you got to, of course, um, Anthem, which, of course, should have been most of the show, <laughs> to be fair. I think they could have won it with that. Okay. And so then, finally, um, highlights and lowlights of the show. Um, if you haven't thought of this, James, I'll, I'll quickly go through mine first. That gives you a chance to, to think of some. Um, so I reckon my highlight of the game, of the game, of the show, would have been the This Is Out Now from... Um, from us talking about it, Unraveled Two. Although I'm not massively thrilled with the with the announcement itself, I personally love. Oh, and you can just download it now; it's available because it was an announcement and that it was. I thought that was very cool to see. It was very good. Um, and I'd say probably my low light would have been the. I don't want to sound too harsh, but even though they did try and apologise for Battlefront Two, it still felt a little bit like. Oh, we're really sorry. And it's kind of you kind of hinted at it earlier. It's like, well, I don't think you're you're probably sorry because you didn't get away with it. Not that you're sorry you did it. And I, I kind of felt like if they were in the actual E3 show because EA play, they they're in their own kind of area where they probably have their own crowd as well. I think they would have been getting a bit of stick from the crowd probably. Um, so mm. that kind of left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth when I kind of thought. I understand what you're saying. You kind of have to come out and say it, but at the same time, I don't really think you are that sorry. I think you're sorry because you you messed up basically. Um, so that that was my low light really, but it wasn't wasn't um, too too bad. And what about yourself, James? Um, if I could take two out of the whole um, of, of each, basically out of the whole show, I think you have finally hearing about respawns Star Wars because. Uh, they look like they are tackling a great section of story uh, and timeline um, from the whole Star Wars series. Um, being able to recognise uh, Muse's uprising after only three times of a piano, which wasn't even the original version, was also sort of a highlight of mine. It just shows you how good a fan I am. Um, lowlights, uh, you've got the fact basically, well, you know which my lowlights are. Uh, it's the fact that you've got mobile gaming. Um, Command and Conquer, which you've just shot on the series, so you might basically never make any of those again. And too many esports. Sorry, not in my show. <laughs> okay, there we go. And that concludes our first E3 episode. That's been EA Play. Um, if you want to listen to us, you can do so on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Acast. And please do get in touch. Let us know what you thought about the episode, about the show. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to read them out. We want to get involved with you. Um, come and do that and that's on our facebook page rubber bands gaming so james will be going to microsoft the next are you, are you excited i am excited as uh as, as the recording we're only a few hours away because knowing the fact like i said that we've got 15 world premiere exclusive well world premieres even i don't think he said exclusives uh definitely world premieres uh to look forward to seeing tonight um yeah i'm very excited and of course bethesda after that as well Excellent. Long night. (laughs) Well, okay then, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time on the Microsoft Show.